it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I have problems with the movie, but that's okay. I it's feel a like movie. artistically, you're, you're there. and like it's got a lot of like really good ideas, but it's yeah, like, it, it could have. You know, yeah. when your biggest flaw is your story, that kind of affects everything. It's true because it's, it's the true. most important element. More important than direction, the story has to like make sense. That's if anything, Florence Pugh was the best part of the movie. Oh, she's the best part of every movie that she's in. It's true. It's it's very true. So welcome to <laughs> That's a Rap Podcast, a podcast by Raptors fans for Raptors fans. Again, uh, Dre is our film connoisseur. So whenever we talk about films, it's, you know, I have Sorry. to get his input. And <laughs> and I, no, I love it, man. I love it. Which another film I just watched actually is Barbarian. Have you watched that yet? I know of it. I've heard it's really good, but I haven't seen it yet. It's. No. I loved it. <laughs> I don't like. I know it's a little messed up. Like the the whole concept of it is real. Yeah, because you're into like horror stuff or like. I love stuff, horror, yeah. and it's it's Halloween. I know I'm dating this. We're, we're recording this on the 28th uh, of October, and Halloween is on Monday. But I love horror movies, so it's this time of year. You like there's basketball on, and everything on like all the streaming platforms is all horror, and you can watch freaking Barbarian if you have a Disney Plus subscription. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so if you like, if you're into horror, watch that movie. It's really good. It's really well acted. Uh, but enough about movies, man. We're here to, to talk about the Toronto Raptors. We haven't had a chance to talk for a little bit. It's only me and Dre today. Uh, Jay, Jay is a busy man. He's going to be back next week with actually a special guest. Uh, so I'll leave it to him to do with that. But this week, man, 
I want to talk about the Raptors. Specifically, I want to start with my guy, top five, Pascal Siakam. So I know he. we're going to continuously talk about what he said in the in the I guess media day, media scrum saying that he wants to be top five. And of course, everyone blew that up. Uh, how can you be top five? There's so many people, maybe, maybe top 10 or like right now he's top 15, but, but all that stuff, right? You break it down however you want. This guy, if you want to be in the NBA, if you want to, you're one of 450 people playing the NBA out of like 4 billion people. So like the chances of you making the NBA is already slim to none. Mm-hmm. This guy wants to be top five and you should have that kind of mindset if you want to stay in this frigging league. So this guy, Pascal, I think is MVP caliber right now. Again, small sample size. They've only played five games so far. They're going to be playing the Philadelphia 76ers again tonight. Um, so we'll see how that how that turns out when we talk again uh, next week. But right now, Dre, I want to get your take on how good you see Pascal Siakam being right now. There's a lot of like MVP chatter. There's and there are some like you know silly list of who should be mvp right now and i saw one that had like jv and jalen Brunson on it like guys what are you guys doing so Trey, yeah jv as like number eight mvp i love jv don't get me wrong okay He's i freaking really love well, JV. guys like <laughs> come on <laughs> come on so drake give me give me your pascal take at, at the moment well first of all i just want to um comment on you know the the, the flag look you know Whenever this type of thing happens, it reminds me of one of my favorite media clips ever, the one with um, Chris Paul, where he's asked, he's like, hey, do you guys think you're going to be back for game seven? And he's like, what do you want me to say? Do you want me to say, nah, it's over. We're going to lose tonight. <laughs> it's like, well, what, do you, what do you want me to say? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's true, right? Like when, when people are asked, like, how do you view yourself as a player? You know, the only person... And he's not a player. The only person in the entire league that I can even think of that was flat out like, now nah, we're not going to do well this year. Where's Coach, Coach Popovich this year? Which, by the way, the Spurs are doing better than anybody thought that they would. So maybe he's wrong. Yep. Maybe put money on the Spurs, but actually don't put money <laughs> on the Spurs. I don't condone gambling or anything like that. But yeah, yeah um, no, but 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 they are know, very like, surprising. Hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. The fact that and the Jazz. Good God! But that's a discussion for another day. Uh, well done, Jordan Clarkson. But uh. Yeah. No, like nobody is ever going to be like, especially in a sports or competitive environment. What fans want to hear somebody being like, I'm going to aim for top 30. ESPN gave me like 35th. I'm going to break that 30 this year. No, you're going to be like, and listen, if you made it to the NBA, you've made it out of um, elementary school, high school, college ball, unless you're like Kevin Garnett and LeBron James um, who made it straight to the league. Uh, possibly G League, possibly Europe, possibly all sorts of stuff. Um, right. And then you make it to the NBA, and now you're trying to get off the bench. You're trying to become a starter. And then right. once you're a starter, you're trying to, you know, you're, you're trying to win and you're trying to succeed and you're trying to get higher and higher and higher. Like any other thing, like, you know, with your job or with my job, we try to get promoted. We try to make sure that we escalate, that we're not just stuck in one position for 30 years where it's like, oh, fantastic i get to be secretary for like this long it's like no you want to like you want to work your way up and it's the same thing with sports so why are we shitting on ambition why are we giving them a hard time it's like oh this guy's yeah maybe maybe they were better we're reflecting you know if we're allowed to say that it's nonsense to pick out an mvp four games in 
That's absolutely true. But then with that same idea, why are we reflecting on last year? And that's, you know, these same people who are giving him a hard time for saying what he said would be like, oh, nobody cares. That was last year. What about this year? Not as good this year. And yet they say, oh, well, he he's not going to be this because, you know, four games in last year, a beat is better. And this person's better. Look, that might be true, but we don't know what he's going to be like this year because it's only just started. And quite frankly, the fact that he's been getting as many rebounds as he's been getting, as many points mm-hmm. as he's been getting, the guy's clearly trying and he's doing a pretty good job. And, you know, I don't think any of our losses were because we were a terrible team. We just got kind of outmatched a couple of times, but they were absolutely winnable games uh, aside from a few adjustments. So right. uh, the guy's balling and why are we shitting on ambition? That's all I'm going to ask. Right, right. See, and, and to your point, I mean, the last, the only games that we've lost so far is against Brooklyn and, and the Heat, and both of those games were were quite tight. We, I, I think, we lost by like four or six or something like yeah. that. Uh, and, and that's a testament to like the, I guess, the leadership when it comes to like Pascal and and, and Fred. But to, sticking with Pascal, he again five games in. Uh, you know, I, I just want to reiterate that, but career highs across the board 25.2 points so far nine rebounds so far eight assists all of those are career highs he's almost averaging a triple double yeah yeah he's he's putting up those uh pre laker westbrook numbers like he's he's going he's going crazy right now and it's only a few games in but still like it's still good still he he's playing with the fluidity and a patience like like a a vet would play in again he only picked up a basketball when he was like a teenager and he at at 28 normally when you're at uh, this is like his peak peak prime but i think that he has more growth to go from and it's crazy to think that where he started he was an okay player he was an okay shooter he was an okay slasher finisher then he became a good player he became a good shooter he became a good slasher and a good finisher now going I, i i keep on hearing the the media saying that like it's it's hard to go from a good player to great and great to be a superstar right now i think that pascal has gone from good to great and it depends on if he wants to become a superstar and i think he can do it i really do believe that he can do it remember when derozan when he was on the team Every single year, he worked on something and he got better at something. He said that you know he he worked on on handling he and he got better at handling. He worked on his free throws, shooting, footwork. Every single year, he worked on something and he got better and better and better. I think this year, Pascal just worked on everything. Everything he's gotten better. Three point shooting, he's gotten better. Mid range jumps, he's getting better. He's a, his handling is getting faster, and most importantly. His assist, which means that his playmaking is getting better. He understands when double teams are coming. He under he can read when you have a one-on-one opportunity versus a good defender like PJ Tucker, and he give like he gives him the sauce. Yeah, because who's like, oh, sauce. I'm gonna watch Siakam's game for his assists. No, so he's definitely yeah. approved in that department. And so when it comes to being like the MVP caliber player no one really was really talking about him just yet except for t- Toronto media and of course like uh Whithurst and and Zachla who know about Siakam and the Toronto Raptors but I read this tweet somewhere and I thought it was really poignant is that Pascal doesn't really have like a flashy pretty game that is good for social media like know the dunks and know the lobs and but the crosses spins, right though. 
those spins are nice. <laughs> and also, it's true he plays in Toronto, and not uh, most of the, the the NBA media doesn't watch Toronto Raptors. Like, we, it's just it's just a fact, right? I'm not yeah. saying it's bad or good. It's just a fact. And so now he's you can't ignore what Pascal is doing. You know, he's he's playing at such a high pace it's such he's playing so well <laughs> that like five games in i don't want to overstate that i don't want to understate that fact it's only yeah. five games in yeah but again i honestly think that being good being okay to good that he did that being good to great i think he did that it's going from great to superstar and i think he can do that i think he can and the question is does he have the squad around it because you you know, it sounds stupid, but to be a superstar, you need to have the team around you to allow you to do that. So you can like, mm-hmm. you know, exercise specific options and, and mindsets and, you know, capabilities. Cause you know, it's tough to, to do that when you're like having to carry for instance. And the thing is he does have that around him. He does have a really, yeah. I mean, a shout out. I don't know if this is on the agenda, but shout out to whoever recognized our front office as the second best behind the Miami heat in contemporary mm-hmm. uh, NBA um because they're absolutely right um mm-hmm. we have a really good front office the fact that we have i don't want to jinx it but the fact that we have held on to og and Anobi, i think is understated the fact that we haven't given them up yet for other teams that are like thirsty starving to have that type of a player i think is really understated you know we've got fans we've got uh Scotty Barnes uh shout out to rookie of the year Scotty Barnes who didn't get it because the uh prime the prime um you know candidates were injured or anything not like a slight to John Morant or anything because I think he, he earned it as well but like he he got it simply by being the best and mm. we have a terrific front office and that's the thing can he become such a player around him yeah he wasn't an all-star last year but he was a part of I think third team all NBA and that's because Siakam? yeah mm-hmm. and that's because he had first time all-star red van fleet beside him that's because he had rookie of the year scotty barnes beside him that's because he had grossly underrated and i will not handle this or i will not stand for the slander of gary trent you know when we have mm-hmm. um so many so many key pieces here you know boucher who people are like growing to love outside of toronto sports you know We've got a really yeah. good squad, and with that around him, can he be who he who he can be? Yes, I feel like should if uh, if Kawhi had stayed, he would have evolved more quickly because he already was being compared. But let's not forget the media when they couldn't ignore us in the finals was comparing him to Scottie Pippen, like like a fantastic Fair. second option next to Kawhi. Yeah. As soon as Kawhi gets triple teamed, he passes out to Siakam who who drives in the lane. He was being compared. I don't think I don't think uh, Pippen can shoot as good, as well as Siakam though. Well, he's also better in a myriad of ways. It's not like I know he's said some stupid shit lately, but like let's not uh, crap on him too much. But uh, yeah, he is. I would argue that he is a better shooter. But like I would argue the majority of players today are better because it calls for being better to sh- yeah you have be to be a, be better, a better shooter, shooter. today. Yeah, 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 you're right. But like uh, to wrap up that point quickly, um, as soon as he was like crowned the first option right away i think it was a lot for him to take on and you know he had a bit of a a bit of a slump but last year i feel like he definitely especially towards the second half of the season started to really take take on the opportunity and this year i feel like he's gonna own it so 
and yeah, I absolutely feel like I don't know if it's going to happen this year. Let's be honest. You know, it takes time to form into that type of a player. Some people who have tried to be superstars, I would argue, just aren't. And it's a, it's a tough thing to do. But is he capable? Is. I absolutely think he's capable. Mm-hmm. When, okay, so we, we can all agree that Pascal, if he's on this trajectory, uh, you can't ignore the fact that he could be top five. He could be MVP caliber. But let's see. Five games in, you know, let's 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 put the brakes on a little bit and see where the rest goes uh but i want to actually talk about gary Trent jr because he's shooting at a really high clip of 40 percent uh 40.8 percent from three with almost 10 three-point attempts uh honestly this is like all-star challenge uh three-point challenge kind of gary Trent jr uh he like i don't think that he's been that good of a shooter before and i noticed that when whenever we do like fast break uh, transition uh, transition buckets basically the Raptors whenever he gets on a steal or a rebound they Nick Nurse wants the wants the team to go quick really really quick you have Pascal you have the uh, Scotty all of them are running precious or all of them are running towards the rim the one person that is always floating around a three-point range is Gary yeah and he doesn't he knows which pisses off if, people by the way it, <laughs> yeah probably probably <laughs> but at the same time it's like he knows his role right and i think that's what i love about this team is that everybody knows exactly what they are good at yeah. and nurse just knows how to take advantage of that right and gary he he's a shooter he's a scorer he can get those mid-range and at times he can get to the rim but his three-point shooting right now is off the charts right i and i think that there was kind of um a frustration last year where like he he would either i don't know take bad shots or his his I think like his percentage wasn't as good, but right now it's like, I want him to shoot. Like, I don't want him to pass wherever Gary Trent Jr. is. I want him to do uh, his, his kind of like side step shot, three shot fake, and then go, go through his defender and four, three. Like I want him to shoot no matter what. And if you, if Gary Trent ever has the ball, don't think that you're going to get an assist from him. Like yeah. you should go crash the boards. Like basically, I want him to shoot. And right now, the Raptors are tied uh, for seventh in threes made at thirteen point six per game, third in three point percentage at forty one percent. Last year, they weren't this good at three point shooting. I don't know if it was it was just me. They weren't this good at three point shooting. I think they're. I I don't know if this is sustainable. But if we can continue on this shooting, the shooting percentage, this type of skill set, this three point barrage too is also without Otto Porter too. Oh, right? that's and true. Yeah, you, you know, and we're just getting uh, Chris Boucher back. So I think it's sustainable. I think it can. It, it could, you know, still get better because right now we're second in turnovers at, at 10.6 uh, turnovers per game. So, you know, yeah, you're right. There are there are flaws uh, in this in this system, which should be shored up. But I think we have to, you know, get, you know, basically take what's been given to us right now. Uh, a lot of the times the, the Raptors uh, are placing a defense that is either trying to zone or which which leaves a lot of uh, players open for three or they're trying to go man to man against Pascal and it's and it's just not working for them. So let's look at the schedule ahead for the Raptors. Right. Again, like I said, they're playing the 76ers tonight um, and then they're going to be facing the Hawks for the first time on uh, Monday. The Spurs, the the young and and 
pretty up and coming Spurs on Wednesday, and then they're going to fly to Dallas on next Friday. So with the 76ers and the Hawks, as well as the Spurs and the Mavericks, Dre, do you what is your I don't know? Give me give me your predictions when it comes to these four games. I know that Jay has his has his uh, wrap up, or he's going to kind of give us predictions as well. So mm-hmm. look out for that on Raptors to HQ. But for now, let me see, Dre. What do you think about these upcoming games? Oh God, uh, I rarely say this. There's, I'm not going to say a good chance, but there is a chance we could win all of them. You know, we're looking at yeah, um, yeah. No, I I agree. You know, there's a Spurs squad that looks better than than they were projected obviously they already have like three wins or so um but i feel like they're finally not getting exposed or anything but you know they're finally meeting their match against teams who have it all kind of a little more figured out uh you know the the Mm. hawk squad seems to be doing all right but at the same time um again like it's because i have a, a you know at least a bit of confidence in our team that i feel like you know the I would argue the easiest opponent, and it breaks my heart to say this right now, are mm. the um, are the Mavericks, who uh, you know they've like not lost every game, but like they aren't doing as well as I would like. And then the Seventy Sixers, mm-hmm. who really aren't doing as well as people projected, but at the same time, I feel like um, we shouldn't cut them out because they do have they do have a really good squad. Um, they just need to click. And they could easily do that tonight against them. Slash fire their coach. <laughs> just, oh, they, oh, yeah. I, I think that they, they are just zoning him out now. You know, whatever yeah. philosophy they had, it's not it's not working with the no. 76. But what, I, I digress. Let's get back to that. We'll, let's take a little bit of a break. Uh, I, I want to say that I think I think we're going to win today. <laughs> I, just, I don't really know. I, I have a... I don't have a bad feeling. I just think that the 76 are going to put a little bit more, uh, oomph, a little bit more effort than they did last game. They looked awful the last game and we looked yeah. great. So it's a recipe for us. It's a great recipe for us. Uh, the Hawks is, is a pretty pesky team and the, and the Hawks and Spurs are doing pretty well right now. So that's going to be a good challenge for us. And the Mavericks, I think I agree with that. I think that's a win I'm as well, s- but it's going to be kind of yeah. hard when it, because it's going to Dallas. Yeah. What were you going to say, Dre? For sure. No, I was just going to say, I think it's going to be, um, Win against Sixers, uh, please, uh, please don't be wrong. Um, loss against the Hawks, <laughs> we'll and then win okay. against the Spurs and the um, and the Mavericks. Okay, that's so not, three to one. That's not too bad. Yeah. All right, let us know your predictions, and uh, when we come back, we're gonna see which team should be sweating the most. Talk to you guys soon. Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. 
Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, we were talking about teams that are sweating the most after that workout. Uh, thank you, uh, sponsor from Peloton. Uh, I, I'm definitely working out. Ooh, that was fantastic. That's 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 a commercial we just played, right? I, think I'm sure uh, I don't know. It might have been Subway. It could have been. Well, Subway, <laughs> Yo, yeah. I mean, once you have If one of we those... could get Peloton, could you imagine? Could you, I would love to have a... You know, I don't even want the bike. I want the treadmill, bro. The treadmill looks great. <laughs> the treadmill looks sweet. I want the endorsement money. I don't care about the rest. <laughs> I don't care about actually working out. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I use my Peloton. Can't you tell that I'm so out of shape? <laughs> Out of shape, but uh, for the first time in my life, feeling sound financially. There you go. There you go. Just just grab a Peloton and then sell it. You know, I honestly don't know <laughs> why they have not heavy at all. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Anyways, uh, welcome back to That's a Red Podcast, a podcast by Raptors fans for Raptors fans. Again, we were talking about the hot, hot stop by, start by Pascal Siakam, as well as this Raptors team being a three-point shooting team. I mean, I'll take it. Let's, yep. let's see where again five games in well, uh, let's see if they can sustain that but we are i do want to move uh, away from the raptors at this moment and i want to know your thoughts man i think this is a great segment because who do you think which which team do you think right now is sweating the most and i, oh, I can say name two i will i want to say i'm putting three out there because okay. i want to say number one two and three philly lakers or the Brooklyn Nets again. Uh, the 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 Sixers right now they're going to play the the Raptors tonight, so we'll see what happens. But the Phil right at this moment when we're when we're talking on the twenty eighth, the Philadelphia 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets are at one and four, tied for eleventh and twelfth, and the Lakers are zero and four. Um, Dre, who do you think which team right now is is sweating the most? Well, I will only agree with Brooklyn now because of. Kevin Durant's latest expression of frustrations where it's like, oh, now he might want out again because now it's like, yeah, and I'm not going to like beat this dead horse named Ben Simmons, but um, you know, the guy's <laughs> not been playing great. I would argue he's been playing better than no, people say, but especially not like, offensively. Offensively, he's been uh, playing yeah, terribly. Uh, but. I don't. Okay. Well, he's been fouled out like, like half of the games for one. Yeah. The first three games he he was fouled out twice. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus. and he can't finish with his right hand. He's just like he, he airballed a layup with his right hand. Oh, that Again, that's his yeah. offhand. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Continue. I just no, wanted to that's okay. put but, in uh, sense. Now that Kevin Durant is like showing frustration, uh, that's not good because then that might mean that he wants to force his way out again. Um, so I would agree with him on that front. With the 76ers, I feel like it's just like a coaching whatever, and I honestly feel like Doc Rivers isn't going to see the end of the season especially at this rate, like they're going to make that change pretty quickly. I don't think so either. Uh, But for sure, for sure, I would say that those weren't the two teams I was thinking of. I was for sure thinking the Lakers, who, goddamn, goddamn Lakers. Uh, The fact that they, they've lost like five, right? Let me, let me just double check. They're they're 0-4, right? 0-4, oh my God. And yeah, uh, yeah, um, they've got that. Um, The other team I was thinking of, 
and, and it doesn't get easier for the Lakers because no. they're they're facing uh, Timberwolves, Nuggets, Pelicans, and Jazz. Uh, oh, please make it a uh, zero and ten, please. It it could, I mean, and then and then the Cavs and then the Jazz. It really could be uh, zero and ten. And yep. I'm not I'm not saying that's gonna happen. I'm really not saying that's gonna. But I'm just thinking I'm just thinking like with this kind of start with, and, and I think that Westbrook's getting a whole crap ton of the. Um, he didn't even play the last game. Criticism. Uh, yeah, and he's and the, and they're also putting him on the bench now. Like he's coming off the bench, so he For can tonight, like yeah. I, I don't know the the excuses, so he can uh, do I don't know have more of the ball when he's out there with the second unit or something like that. And yeah. it, he's getting the brunt of it, which sucks because we all know what Westbrook can do. We've seen it before. He is an MVP caliber. He freaking had triple double season for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. But it he also isn't doing any. Uh, he he he's kind of shooting himself in the foot, you know, like with his shooting, with his three point, with his decision making. Uh, it's it like the body language in that team is horrendous. Yeah. Out of all three of those teams, out of the Lakers, uh, the Seventy Sixers, and the Brooklyn Nets, I think the Lakers probably look the worst. Of Am I course. wrong on that? Uh, well, not the very very. Oh, out, between, out of those teams, yes, but the very out of very those worst, teams, yeah, very 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 worst. Has to go to the Orlando Magic. I mean, God damn, that was the other team that I was thinking. Well, they're owned five. Yeah, that's that <laughs> that's is just... yeah, but they're they're not sweating though. They don't really have any expectations, right? I mean, Paulo yes is going to probably no. win. Like, I feel like they've yeah. been crap for so. Like, you know, they're they're at the point. Okay, here's the thing: the Lakers were trying to be good. I don't think the uh, the Magic felt like that they had that, but they've been crap for so long that. You know, like Terrence Ross looks like he doesn't care anymore. Uh, you know, they've, they've got this rookie who's like trying his best to ball out. And, you know, to what to what effect? Like, there's like there's nothing coming out of this team. Mm-hmm. It's just. Uh, yeah. Um, and, but also the, the Lakers are they're dead last in in points. One hundred and two. They're dead last in field goal percentage at forty one. Like. They're dead last in three points made at 8.3. I'm pretty sure, yeah, they're dead last in three points uh, uh, percentage at 22.3. It's, ooh, they need they need something. Like, LeBron is not a, a, a you know, dead three-point shooter. Neither is Anthony Davis, and clearly neither is Russell Westbrook. I don't think freaking Austin Reeves or, or Kendrick Nunn, I don't think they're going to save your... Uh, save your season. I just think that they need before it gets any worse. They have to do something. They just hired a new head coach. You're not going to fire the head coach, unlike Philly or Brooklyn. That might do if they go oh, like one in nine. Uh, so they're not going to do anything with the coaching. So they have to do something when it comes to the roster. And does anybody want Westbrook right now? I don't think so. For the right price, probably. When it comes to like, I don't know, like if you would you know compare it with the raptors like what would you give up dread what would you give up for Westbrook right now on the toronto raptors oh, from the toronto raptors um would you give up uh, would you trade away uh malachi and gary well here's the thing you know there's two separate <laughs> answers to this because what i would give up it's not a hell of a lot but at the same time because of his damn contract and how much he's like it's true on paper you're going to have to give sucks. up stuff yeah. that you shouldn't be. You're going to destroy your team. And that's why it's such a – I'm not saying that Westbrook is bad. He's clearly in a 
stupid situation. He should be the primary ball handler on whatever team he's on. When he's with mm. LeBron James, that's not going to happen. If he's coming mm-hmm. off the bench, and um, I follow this account, I think it was this, this account called Basketball Mecca on, on Instagram. A really okay. insightful guy, by the way. Shout out. He said if Westbrook's coming off the bench, which it was announced today that that's the plan, that he will be, um, let's let's just presume or assume or pretend that they make the playoffs. When LeBron James is playing 40, 40 minutes, he can't work well with LeBron James because they both need to carry the ball. They both need to be ball dominant. They both need to ISO. They both need to be that guy who, who can dish it mm-hmm. out and do assistant stuff. If LeBron James is playing 40, 40 minutes a game in the playoffs, so when the hell is Russell Westbrook going to be seeing the ball? And I thought mm. that was an excellent point because if that's the solution, that they are not on the floor at the same time, you're literally wasting the capabilities of either of them come playoff time because if you they can't coexist because they both need to be the guy with the ball, then... Mm-hmm. That like it's it's a recipe for disaster from the get go. It's I don't believe in blaming Westbrook entirely or even partially. Maybe like minimally, I feel like it's his fault because he doesn't have a shot or whatever. But um, in the grand scheme of things, this was just doomed from the get go. And even as soon as that trade was announced, or like you know the signing was announced, whichever it was, it's been you know it's been a year. I don't remember what it was. Also, don't really care too much. It's not important. I was like, okay, that's interesting. But I didn't think it was like a recipe for instant success. It just doesn't really add up on paper. Two superstars don't necessarily mean good things. So, Mm -hmm. um, for instance, I'm obviously, I've mentioned it before, I'm really into the game Overwatch. Shout out to Overwatch 2. Having a lot of fun with it on a daily basis. Um, In that game, it pisses me off when, because it's a team-based game, when you're having people who are trying to just shoot people and just, you know, try to be the lone hero and then the team crumbles. No, it's a team-based game. If you can't actively exist together or adjust, like select the proper heroes or whatever that actually worked well together, you're always going to lose. And, you know, I bring it up in a video game context, but it's very true in some contexts in, like, let's say the NBA. I feel like it's mendable in some ways where it's like, okay, on a team with... Embiid and James Harden can that be figured out sure and I felt like Harden was you know solvable on Brooklyn as well but in this particular instance with LeBron James and and Russell Westbrook and it's not a slander to either of them this just should have never been made this just should have Mm. never happened Westbrook Mm -hmm. I feel like would have been doing even better on Washington he should have actually stayed or gone to a different team Seriously. Yeah, I thought I thought him and, and Washington, him and Bradley Beal were actually pretty good together because they're so different. Yeah. Um play style. Uh but yeah, I don't know. That 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 looks the Lakers are are looking pretty bad. Um I wanna I wanna stick with I wanna go back to Brooklyn and Philly. Who do you think if let's say both of those teams go one and nine, two of ten, whatever, which coach gets fired first? Nash. <laughs> do you think do you think Nash is gonna go fired first? Dang. Um, Why do you say that? I think Nash first because as soon as Rivers got that championship with Boston, I feel like that placed a lot of security. He 
And I don't want to be too that mean was about Doc Rivers. 13 years ago, though, man. I know, like... but, like, the problem <laughs> is that doesn't matter. Like, I'm not saying that that justifies it. I'm saying that some people don't care because they're like, well, he got a championship. I mean, look at his time with the Clippers, for instance, or with whoever the hell else he's been with. Like, he has overstayed his welcome before easily, and he's mm. still pretty new with the team. Nash has had a number of years, and furthermore, he doesn't have a championship or at all. Like, never mind as a coach, um, but that doesn't really matter. But you know, it's the coaching that matters. But that first run where they made the playoffs, and I remember like the the game plan was give it to Durant, give it to Durant, give it to Durant, and he will single handedly, like even like hugging him at one point for for single handedly saving the team. That's a terrible yeah. look. It's already been exposed that. Um, and I don't like saying this because I was actually hoping for really good things with him. And Nash doesn't really know what he's doing as a coach, unfortunately. Like I'm, when he got yeah. ejected the other day, that's the first sign of any sort of emotion that he ever gave to any of these games. And people were like, wow, I am actually happy he got kicked out because it shows that he actually cares. People didn't think he cared. It, yeah, that's true. I think it's pretty bad when when it comes to both Philly and Brooklyn. I think Nash kind of was put into a situation where he has a a bunch of disgruntled superstars <laughs> yep. and one super superstar that wants him actually fired before the season began. So mending that workplace is pretty difficult in, in general. Uh, it, it's kind of like if, you know, you go to any workplace, right. And, and you, if there is something, something negative going on, you get extremely tired coming home because you know, you, you you have you feel like including the work that you have to do you also have to like mend this whole negative space so it's it's i feel like it's really tiring for for steve nash to to have to do this but you know and for philly i i think that like doc rivers has been there for some time now and you can kind of just tell that they don't really i don't know listen to him like i think they're just checked out with whatever he has to say you know mm-hmm. and I, I want to see where it comes out with, with Philly. I think I have a little bit more faith in Philly, which is weird to say as a Toronto Raptors fan. But, yeah. you know, listening and looking at what Philly fans are saying, they want Doc out of there. They want, they're like, Sam Cassell is there. Let's get him be, try let's try to get freaking JJ Redick back and, and, and coach this team. Like, it's bad. It's bad when it comes to the Doc situation because you have, you have, you know, Embiid, who is constantly in an MVP race. You have Harden, who is there. Uh, I would say their best player right now. If you can't get those two mix, and this is like the year, the year for Philly to win a championship. And if they don't make it out, out of the second round or even like the third round, it's a bad look for Doc. So if they start one and nine, two of a, 10 or something silly like that, I think Doc is out first. That's my that's my guess. Uh, uh, but it but sounds like that's like all the way to the playoffs. I sincerely feel like if uh, either team, let's be honest, is still struggling come at least December, but um, possibly November, they could already be kicked out. Seriously. Mm. Yeah. No, it's true. Um, finally, <laughs> I, well, some, some breaking news. Josh Lewenberg just said that Joel Embiid for tonight's game against the Raptors is listed as questionable. That doesn't mean that he's not playing. He just means questionable with a right knee injury recovery. So we'll see if Joel is playing tonight. Uh, Jay, Dre, uh, last thing I want to ask you before we go, um, what about the, the most pleasant surprise 
the, what team is surprising you so far? And I think there's a couple. I honestly do think there's a couple. Well, I think I already uh, forgot that was on the docket. I think I already said my answer. Um, Spurs? Well, two two pleasant surprises. For sure, the Jazz. Yes. I'm 100% happy, the Jazz. I'm happy that I'm seeing Jordan Clarkson doing so well. Like this guy. Yeah. I was already a big fan of this guy. But the fact that he's like, I don't look, I don't think the Jazz are going to be like brilliant and end really well. But the fact that they started off so strongly, there's that. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I feel like. Man, we all counted out Portland. We were like, get Dame yeah. Lillard out of there. And look, I don't yeah. think they're going to be like fantastic still, but yeah, like I would consider Dame Lillard in the MVP race myself. 100%. Like, I'm pretty sure he is, he's either one or two in, in the latest NBA rankings or something. If, if Lillard, if the, if the Portland Trade Blazers make the playoffs they, and if they avoid a play in, Lillard is MVP. I don't care what anyone oh, says. It has to be. Yeah. Like the yeah, guy's falling, and then uh, otherwise, um, just because I'm a big Popovich fan, the Spurs. The fact that, look, if this team, if this team makes it to the playoffs without the play-in, can we once and for all, without biases, without subjectivity, declare Popovich the greatest coach of all time? Like he's already he, the greatest coach. I know that's he's how I feel. I already feel yeah. that way. But like, let's just say in the grand discussion of things where he is showcasing once and for all with what may be his last year as a coach, that he could take a team of youngins and do what he does best. He doesn't need a Duncan. He doesn't need a Parker. doesn't need Ginobili. He doesn't need uh, Kawhi. doesn't need all of these studs. Uh, Robinson doesn't need all of these you know superstar players. He can do what he can with a young core. That would be just mystifying that would be brilliant i would love to see Mm. that yeah no i agree right now uh so i'm just looking at the mvp ladder again guys it's it's five it's five games so (laughs) let's not take it but uh john morant number one Giannis number two luca number three pascal number four damar number five i don't mind that list i I was on the whole uh yeah i predicted that luca was gonna get it but why now that we've had a few games, and I love Luca, I obviously love the Mavericks. They're like one of my favorite teams. Um, why? What What has happened that he has deserved it yet? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. It's only five the games. The team's so we'll, not we'll done we'll very well. I know, I know, I I agree with you, but Dre, uh, it's it's been good to talk to you, man. Where can where can people find you and your work on films with Tal, brother? Yeah, you can find me on Films Fatale. Uh, that's F-I-L-M-S-F-A-T-L-E.com. You can also find me on Instagram at E-Y-E-A-M-L-E-F-T. I am left. Um, yeah, we're getting to the end of the year, and I feel like it's uh, award season's already started, and we've got some good stuff that's uh, that's popping up. Are we doing uh, weekly recommendations anymore? Or? Oh, we will. We will. M- maybe not this week, but we will. We'll continue okay. it. What, do you have a weekly recommend? Because I don't uh, know. <laughs> shout out Atlanta season four. It's like one of the best things on TV. Oh, Atlanta's. is it really? Okay. I, I actually only finished Atlanta season one, so I have to really be, get back to it. So season two is the best. Uh okay. three is not for everybody, but I personally really like it, but it's very polarizing. And nice. four, I feel like is so far been a brilliant send-off. It's one of my favorite series of the year. Is it over after four? Yep, is it? It's done. Oh wow. There's uh, two episodes left. So every Thursday. Wow. So the third last was last night. Um. Yep, yeah, that's it. There's just okay. uh, two episodes left. That's it. Literally done. Nice. So I would okay. get caught uh, up. 
I'll definitely I'll definitely try watching that again. I think I got to get Christine to watch the first season too, so we can I can pick it up again. Uh, but other than that, yeah, no, I think Atlanta was a very very great show. Uh, if I were going to do a, a weekly recommend, I already said in the beginning of the episode, I think Barbarian is a great great movie, so you should watch that. And it's on freaking Disney Plus. I don't know why, you know, it, Barbarian is beside Frozen, but you know what? Click it or just don't don't click it by accident because you were watching trying to watch Frozen with your kid or something like that just don't watch that <laughs> by yourself or something or with your significant anyways that would be my weekly recommend um you can find all of us at twitter at that's a wrap pod and until then raptor fans that's a wrap